You blew it, boy! You really blew it! You blew it! You had it all and you blew it! You blew it! You blew it! You blew it. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. It's the way she goes. Sometimes she goes, sometimes it doesn't. She didn't go. It's the way she goes. This is the worst. Oh, now I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking maybe six feet is so far Welcome in, Cartrings Podcast 76, number 76. Miserable Monday morning. A lot, a lot to, a lot to digest. A lot to talk about, as you could probably imagine, with whatever the hell just happened on uh, uh, Sunday night NFC Championship. Full boat rocking here. Jake, Data, Max, what's going on? Episode 76, that's what's going on. About to go off. So as mad as I want to be, I'm happy that we're doing another podcast. So, And we got Max back, huh? Missed the last day. episode. Max is back. He won't turn on his camera. I want to see how puffy his face is from the dental work. Oh, I'm not puffy. Actually, we cha- we fixed up my, my front tooth that's been chipped since uh, like eighth grade from oh, getting kicked go. in the face playing football. But... Uh, <laughs> Looks good rugby. now. <laughs> Jesus, you remember those days? You know, you're you're playing football in the front yard with your with your boys, and yeah, somebody tees gets, off. On it's your a head. little intense, and you dive, and someone's heel hits you in the face. Yeah, biting kneecaps. That's right. <laughs> Fortunately, I I got it fixed, and then like two weeks later, I got kicked in the face again, and I I you know that's before like you know how like insurance <laughs> works and everything. So my entire thing was like, oh my gosh, my parents are going to kill me because I literally just got this done and I got it. I just <laughs> swallowed the, <Jeez. laughs> the piece. You know, are you hanging out at a barnyard with some donkeys or something? Kicked in the face. It was the uh, uh, Rochester Adams, Rochester High School game. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you're like in middle school, you go to the game, but you're not really watching. You're like playing your own football game out there. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. got kicked in the face again, and ate the, ate the piece of the chip or that I had just gotten fixed. Some kind of hazing. That's what this sounds like. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to not go as hard. I'm not gonna lie though. Chipping your teeth is probably one of the worst. It's not even pain. It's just the feeling of it happening. You're like, oh, it's that. Oh man, it's just a hassle. Anything revolving around dental work is just a hassle. No one wants to do it. Yeah. I'm going to get for veneers. Um, I don't know. So many veneers are like, just looks so fake now. <laughs> Stafford. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, uh, it's too much. I moved to LA and gets veneers. They'll look like Brittany Mahomes. That's what I want to look like. <sighs> Shit. Like before we dive in, is. I just remember before we dive into the, the Lions debacle, I had a listener reach out to me regarding uh, some conversations regarding landlines. And um, Jake, I guess you mentioned something about calling 
you used to have to call the bank to get your bank balance. <laughs> yeah. Last episode. Yeah. yeah, we were t- we were talking about how <laughs> people are too accessible nowadays and how sometimes you wish like cuz you know, people get upset if you don't answer a text message, Max, and we were talking about like back in the day it was you just called the landline and if they didn't answer, they got back to you when they could. It wasn't yep. like why the hell aren't you texting me back? All I said is I like those days a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they said, and I quote it as best as I can, but uh, who calls, whoever called their bank to check their bank balance was uh, the question. I used to do it with my grandpa every weekend when I was spending the night there. <laughs> every weekend? <laughs> he do, I'm telling you, he checked, he ran the books. You would have thought he was in the mob. <laughs> he used to sit in his office. He'd go, he'd call and get all his stocks too. He didn't have a computer. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> you, you used to be able to do that. That was well, a thing. I was just relaying the message. Someone was really uh, adamant about that. So Who is it? Show yourself, coward. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. Won't won't reveal him, but yeah, he was he was fired up. Greg, it's good cre- creating conversation. I think I know who it is. No, it's my buddy Matt. Well, definitely don't know who it is. Vandy, Vandy. By the oh, way, okay, there we go. Well, Matt. Back in the day, there wasn't internet. You didn't have mobile banking. And I witnessed it myself. My grandfather used to call into the bank, and you could get all your financials right over the phone. It was a thing. All right. So take your word for it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's not even, I don't even understand why people are questioning that. How does that sound like that's that's hard I, to I don't believe. know. I was just... Like I said, I'm just the middleman here trying to relay uh, the message. Yeah, don't shoot went, the messenger. Went out of his way to actually call my phone like the old days, so you'd probably be happy with that. Yeah, he actually, you. I respect that, Matt. Yeah, he called my landline <laughs> <laughs> and got the answering machine. We should try and get sponsored by a phone company now, now that we talked about landlines. What was the, old, the, the big one, like Pacific Bell? Pacific Bell. <laughs> Grandpa had stock in that. I remember it. Oh, well, that explains why he's calling the bank on a landline to check his stock for the phone service that he's using every weekend. Makes sense. He's he's making his money work for him. Yeah, or he did, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot lot to talk about. There's some golf that's happening, some golf news, which we will we'll, we'll get into. But I think it's only it's only right to cover the hot topic. Around these parts, Metro Detroit, the whole state of Michigan. You guys, you guys have any initial reactions? Because I uh, sent you my list. I have a full, pretty much a full page of uh, points here. Not everybody at once. Yeah, I thought Max was going to talk. Um, yeah, I got a. I mean, I have a lot of emotions. I think. Uh, I think the second day is always the worst because you're able to stew in all the disappointment from the night of. The shock is kind of gone, and you're able to look at everything more clearly. I mean, I have a full list too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just very disappointed. Um, yep, they didn't really shock me with their second half play because they had been doing that for a long time. But it's just the timing and the decisions that were made, and there was a lot of missed tackles that could have slowed the offense down on the other end. It, yeah, I, there's a whole. St- slew of things i won't jump into all of it right now 
because I know we're all going to take our turn going through. But yeah, just disappointment. Shocked. I think that's the uh, best way to describe post-game feeling. Disappointment. Yeah, yeah. It's like the shock really hit last night, but it's like when you can sit back today and look at everything, go through the press conference, the highlights, it's... There's a series of things from that game where you're just like, what the hell happened? Just is yeah, just full on disappointment. Hundred percent. This is uh felt like felt like they got momentum in the playoffs and then hell of a first quarter. Looked real good. But yeah, the the just atrocity of the second half was what a what a gut punch that was. It was, uh, I mean, you can point fingers at multiple people, multiple plays, multiple things that happened throughout the game. But I was trying to, trying to think of different things, and I thought of a bunch of stuff. But it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, in Billy Madison, where O'Doyle keeps messing with Billy, and he keeps saying, O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle rules. And he goes, you know what, O'Doyle, I think one day your whole family's going <laughs> to, what did he say your whole fame is going to die or something. I forgot exactly what he said. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they, yeah. And then, uh, Chris Farley throws a banana peel out the window and, uh, the whole family drives off the cliff cause they hit the banana peel. And that's pretty accurate to what happened. If you ask Mike, me, Mike Shanahan was Billy Madison in that. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's pretty much what that was. That was Mike Shanahan as Billy Madison for that scene. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's so many different things to touch on that were negative about the game, but there's just I don't even know where to begin. Well, I'll say this. Let me let me preface everything, the the whole season and whatnot. It's definitely not it's not a failed season by any stretch of the imagination, but what it is, it's a huge, huge missed opportunity for for at least making it to the Super Bowl and probably winning the Super Bowl. I was listening to a whole bunch of stuff today, just kind of getting different views and for the most part it was it was about about the same. Everybody was on the same page. But Valeni, the Valeni show, they were they were kind of saying and I agreed they it they blew a shot to probably win the Super Bowl if they play like they did in the first half against San Francisco. Not just not just make the Super Bowl. They have a legitimate chance to have a parade down Woodward is what they said. And I completely agree with that statement. Yeah, I I agree too. I didn't I didn't hear that. This is the first time I'm hearing of this, but we already talked about that before. I mean, when the Lions were on this season, they were on, and they even proved it in the playoffs. And that first half, I mean, we were playing great. We were shutting them down on with our defense. Offensively, we looked tremendous. What, we ran for 148 yards in the first half alone. It was like seven yards a carry it came out to. Yeah, um, yeah they were cooking. Goff, Goff looked sharp. We just we had momentum, which we pretty much had all season. Every game we you know, found ways to gain momentum, but just like every other game, it fell apart. It always fell apart in the second half for us. And 
the first half I have no complaints about. And like you just said, Brad, I think we looked like a Super Bowl team playing against what I think is probably, what do you guys think, like the second best team in the NFL, first best team in the NFL? I mean, I would put them at number two. So it's, I think that's what makes it even more disappointing and frustrating. It's just, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. That whole first half, I mean, we look like a Super Bowl team. We belong there. My, uh, I agree. Um, my emotional response from last night and now, you know, had some time to just kind of sit back a little bit and just kind of take it on the chin. But the first half, you could not frame that up any better. Uh, you come down, you walk it down the field, you average six yards a play. First four plays, you take it into the end zone. You have, you take the crowd out of the game. You force Moody to miss the field goal. You're up pretty strong in the first quarter. We Every single series, every drive that we had, we were getting points on the board except for one, which is expected in a game when you're playing in a championship game. Not every drive is going to get points, but we walked it down very, very well. You could not ask for a better first half, and that entire crowd was silent until after the half. You couldn't ask to frame that up in any other way. Like that was beyond what I would have expected to happen in the first and second quarter. Um, the second half, we know the third quarter is what always bites bites us in the butt. We're we're terrible in the third quarter. We give up on average seven points in the third quarter, and we're only taking on taken in four, barely. If you look at the stats, it's just, that's not, it's not where we're at. I think a lot of the momentum was lost there. And and like Brad said, you can, you can point fingers at a lot of things. And as, as you guys know, as a Steelers fan and as a Lions fan, um, you know, always going to root for the Detroit sports. Um, But like you could, you couldn't frame that up any better. It's just frustrating in the third quarter, you completely changed the game plan that was working for you. We stopped running the ball. You have the number one, you have the number, I wrote it down. You have the number like three, I think St. Brown was in the regular season. Number three receiver in the entire league and number one in the postseason. And we targeted him like once until the fourth quarter. I mean, you gotta you gotta do something to get some plays going, to get some kind of momentum. We just we were so flat, we weren't even on our heels. Like we were like leaning all the way backwards, and I think that's what's what's most frustrating. Um, I know we're gonna talk about it. The fourth the the fourth down conversion plays. You know, we can sit here and say at the end of the day we should have taken the points. The first one, the first one, I'm like okay. That's what got you there. That's the game plan. Don't stray away and try and do something different in a different situation. It's gotten you here. You're 52.8% as far as being successful when it comes to the conversion rate. You're 71% when you're winning. Take take the first down attempt. Was it a good idea to do a pass play? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're averaging six yards a rush. You have two of the best backs that are that are sitting back there that haven't been stopped at all. 
okay, we, we go for fourth down. We miss it. Shame on us. Okay. But now you're in the big moment. You're one game away from making it to the Super Bowl. You have to adapt a little bit, especially when you know you're not getting points right now in the third quarter and you're giving this team momentum back and the crowd back. The second fourth down I don't agree with. Take the points. Take the tie. Like, why are we, why are we going for it again on fourth down that's a little bit farther than we were before? And we did another freaking pass play. I don't know what the thought process was in regards to like, in my mind, there's eight minutes left in the fourth. You have probably argue without an argument, the best running back in the NFL on the other side of the field that has gained momentum averages like almost a hundred yards a game is getting hot. And if you don't tie the game up right now, they're going to drain six minutes off the clock of just running it with Christian McCaffrey which is what basically happened. I mean, you got you got to play the tie, trust the defense to hold them, and then you're walking it back down, then maybe you kick a field goal and you take the win. I just I don't understand the second fourth down call. I think that goes back to what we all talked about last year of um sometimes Dan Campbell, the adrenaline starts going. He fully trusts the guys, we know that. But sometimes as a coach, as a leader of the group, you got to make that decision and say, listen, we need to take a step back. We need to play smart. And we need to make the, make the decision to kick that at that time. I completely agree with that. The I was fine with the first fourth down, trying to get it. Reynolds should have caught it. Yes. It kind of, it almost seemed like a wash. I mean, it is what it is. Take the points, whatever. Should have converted, whatever. But yeah, the second one, there's... I, I completely disagree with, with going for it with, with what, like eight, seven or eight minutes left in the fourth. You got to at least try for the field goal and, and tie that game. Give your team you a have, chance. You got you to gotta try, man. Um, I got some stuff on, on Badgley that I kind of want to get to, but... Oh man, there's just there's just so many things. Um, again, man, like this this season, great season, awesome season. They 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 hit their goal. They exceeded expectations by winning winning the division, which was the one expectation, and then getting over the hump and winning one playoff game. And they of course won the two playoff games, which which is where the exceeds comes in. Um, but, I mean, one thing I do disagree with, with Dan Campbell, he was saying that, you know, this is this is how we do it. It's what got us here, which is, which is great. I agree with that statement. It is what got you there. And the fourth down conversions all throughout the season. But this was the NFC Championship. You cannot have – you cannot have the a similar expectation playing for an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. You just can't. Like, was there not? There has to be somebody that's like, look, this is not week three, week six, week seven, whatever the regular season. You got to kind of step back and say, hey, we got a field goal kicker who, granted, hasn't been with the team that long this year. Not the greatest from a long distance, but 
like why why do you even it's like it's almost like why why even have a roster spot if you're just gonna not convert those you're, you're not kick a field goal to tie to tie the NFC championship and essentially stay in the game that late in the game and that's that's one of the frustrating things that I just I don't I'll never I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget that the, the risk was definitely larger than the reward on the second fourth down play. Yeah, well, I, I absolutely. I agree with both you guys. Like, I yeah, it would have been smart to just get as many points as you can, but I was fine with them going for it on the first one because we had momentum still, not the best, but we were still moving. Okay, whatever. It failed, but now it's coming down to the wire. Like you said, you got eight minutes left. It's still a tight game. We have an opportunity here. I, I just, I can't even find an excuse. And that's why I, even Brad bringing up Dan Campbell saying, it's what got us here. That's not an excuse. It's just, to me, it's just stupid. Um, it's just, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a good leader. But to me, this is kind of going to go back to letting the ego get in the way of the situational awareness, which is what we talked about last season when there was a few games they should have won doing risky things like that. And I'm all for taking risks and all, a lot of times they worked out for the lions. But like you said, this isn't the regular season. We're in the NFC championship just to win the NFC championship. I don't even care about the super bowl. We're in the NFC championship. Put your ego away. I love that you have faith in your team but we're deflating in the second half. We're playing for more than just a regular season win. I can't get behind that decision and nobody will sway me. I see all these people talking about, oh, he took a chance. He took a chance. It was a stupid chance. Know your situation, know where you're at. And I find it hard to believe that that didn't run through anybody's mind. So that's why I don't get how you even came to the conclusion to do that. It just, it's where the frustration is going to come out again. Um, I just, yeah, I got a real bad taste in my mouth right now because we don't know if we'll ever get back there again. Um, yes, there's a good chance, but it's very hard to build a dynasty team where you're consistently playing in the NFC championship and you have a shot to go to the Super Bowl. So I think that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, I I kind of want to put it into perspective. I know we mentioned there's there's plenty of things to look at Plenty of fingers to point, you know, bad bounce, the Ayuk catch off the face mask of Vildor. Um, but I was just thinking earlier, man, you have Badgley. Granted, career, not great, right, from whatever, 40, 50-plus. But I was looking at, um, I just for shits, you know, I, I pulled up his stats this year. His first game was against Denver, which um, there weren't any field goals in that game, but he was six for six for extra points. And I'm just I'm just looking at the 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 stats for him. You guys want to take a guess at not not extra point percentage, but his field goal percentage this year? And I know it's a small sample size because, like I said, he wasn't with the team the entire year. But do you guys know what his field goal percentage was this year? It's probably like. It, 85%. Jake, you got a guess? To be honest, I wouldn't even know where to start. But yeah, I would say in that 75 to 
including regular season games and the three playoff games, Michael Badgley was seven for seven, 100% field goal percentage this year. Did not miss one field goal. And I know it's a small sample size. I get it. He's been shaky his career. But the guy was money this year in the games that he played. And to put it in for a little more perspective for you, look back at the Lions versus the Rams week one of the playoffs. Final score, 24-23. And what did they do? What did, what did Badgley do in that game? He hit a 50-plus yard field goal. And that's the difference in the game. So let let that uh, let that sink in a little bit, because if they would have at least tried to tie the game, that's a difference. If he misses that field goal, that's another thing. But they're still in the same spot as they would be when they didn't get the fourth down conversion. So yeah, that's that's I'm kind of hung up on that. It's not the the main reason why we're sitting here sulking in this loss, this collapse. But just by looking at that, those numbers and, and what he's done this year, it's it's just hard to look back and and question why they just didn't try try to tie the game the NFC championship game. I mean I mean you look at that play too. Even if we say, okay, you know, Dan always talks about trust the guy next to you, trust your team, trust your teammates. It's all of us. We're all in it, but you're not all in it because you don't use your kicker in the, in the situations that you need to, even if, even if we're like, you know what? We don't trust him. Let's say he wasn't set for seven for seven. Let's say he was, he was not great. We have a play called the go win route with Amon Ross St. Brown. It's a comeback route. It's worked every single time. We we had Amon Ra running a drag the opposite way of where Goff's rolling out to. So even in a even in a go win situation on the fourth down on the second play, we didn't even call the play that we should be calling. I I just I don't know. I I I'm with you. I think you know the first the first fourth down conversion. We look back, we say, oh, we shouldn't have gone for it. Not in this situation, but it has it has worked for us. And in that, in the first one, I can I can let that one go. But and then you learn. You're supposed you you need to learn from that and say, okay, it's not really working. Now we're not winning. Now we're in jeopardy of that. Use the kicker. It, it, you know, Dan, you're you're gonna be a hero or you're gonna be a villain, either way. And you know that going in when you make the play call. But at the same time, is like trust your kicker, make the play. If if he misses the field goal, all right, we're in the same spot, and we'd be talking about this today of something totally different. Of like we did everything, we adapted the plays to where we need to be. We tried to tie the game and trust the defense. Like, what did you have to lose in kicking that field goal for the three points? Well, yeah. Now that you brought right. up. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but now that you brought up all those stats on Badgley, now I'm even more pissed. Like I I didn't know that. It's and don't get me wrong. We were in that position because there was a lot of things that happened. Like you said, the bounce tayuk, the fumble, drop passes, a lot of missed tackles, in my honest opinion. 
but you have to put that behind and you can't keep blaming the whole game on that because shit's going to happen. You just have yeah, to take advantage. Yeah, you just have to take advantage of yep. the opportunity that's in front of you, whether you're on defense or offense. And you had the opportunity. At that point, we were in desperation mode. We had no momentum left. They were running all over us. We couldn't get anything done on offense. We're lucky we got past the 50-yard line. We have an opportunity to keep this thing alive, regroup, trust our defense, and give ourselves a shot. And like you said, Max, you're going to be a hero or a villain either way. But if you missed a kick and you took a chance to continue the opportunity, I think it'd be a whole other story and a whole different atmosphere than what it is right now. I, I can't, it's just, it's driving me nuts. It was just, to me, it was the dumbest, dumbest call ever. Yes, they go for it on fourth down all season, but that was just a terrible call. Yeah. The, again, it, it did, it did get us to where we are with the, the, the being aggressive and everything. But it's just you got to go back to the to the fact that this is this was the NFC Championship. No one expected us to really be there. Um, probably throughout the whole season, like I said, the expectation was the, the division, the playoff win. Good. It's a it's it's a successful season. However, again, I'll say I keep saying it, but you're playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You have a chance to tie the NFC Championship. And you try to stay aggressive and have that same mentality. And it's like, I keep saying it like, just read the room. You got to read the room, man. Like you can't, okay, that, 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 that style, that, that, whatever you want to call it of of being aggressive. Yes. It got you to this point a hundred percent, no doubt. But this, you got to play, you got to play and adjust to, to the game what you have, what's going on. You can't be like, oh, well, you know, we've done it all year and that's who we are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's great. But kick the field goal and tie the game and then see what happens. Let the let 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 the chips fall where they may after that. You, you yeah. love Dan Campbell, nothing against the guy. Wanted to be the coach for a long time, wanted to do great things. But that, I mean, that it's that, that's the one thing that really sticks out and – it's going to be hard, hard to get over, and until they make it back to the championship and uh, hopefully the Super Bowl. Yep, I agree. And going, going off of that point, um, we'll kind of drop a hot take, and it's more, more or less a hypothetical hot take. However, um, again, it you know it was a thirty-year drought, you know, no, no division title. No playoff wins in however you know however many years 30, 30 years thirty plus years, but if you put all of that aside and remove the meeting from this season and all that you know thirty year drought all that stuff, and then you look at the way they lost that game, the 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 different calls that are questionable. I mean you. You look at that, removing everything that's meaningful behind the season. It it really would be a fireable offense for any other team besides the Lions, and might catch some heat for that. But that's that's the way I see it. And by no means am I saying fire Dan Campbell or whoever. 
whoever other coach was involved or whatever. But you gotta you gotta know, you gotta adjust, you gotta kick the field goal and, and live to fight another day. Like it's it's kind of mind blowing. Oh, it's just I don't know, Max. You disagree with that, but no, I look. I understand where you're coming from. It's extremely frustrating, and especially right now because we know we already beat the team. So we are essentially Super Bowl champs of 2023-2024, like we are. Um, everyone has their opinion on it, so I don't, I don't disagree um, because that's that's how you feel. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily say fireable offense. I think it's a massive blunder on this season of a very successful season. I think, um, you know. I think it's gonna I think if you're if you're a GM, all things aside, right? This is the Patriots from the dynasty going in and you keep making it there, uh, and you're not making it to the Super Bowl. You look at, you know, Andy Reid right now with the Chiefs making it in again to the Super Bowl or even just to the AFC championship. You look at the Steelers, um, same thing. I don't know, I don't necessarily call it a fireball offense. Um, you look at Mike Tomlin, one of the most successful coaches in the NFL right now, has never had a losing season. For Pittsburgh fans, we're very frustrated because we should be making playoffs every single year and should be at least making a push, although it is the toughest division in the NFL. I don't necessarily call it fireable, but I do think it's something that you have to remember when it comes time to contract renewal if we continue to have these kind of decisions that are being made. Football is a game of scenarios. And this is a scenario where you have to kick. There's no doubt about that at all, no matter what. Like there's, there's no, there's no answer to that. I think if, and I know it's an emotional piece after in a press conference right after the game, and you're putting Dan on the spot to ask those kind of questions. I think that's what's frustrating for us is because I think the entire country wants an answer to understand why are you not kicking the field goal in that moment. And I think that's where we go back to is, yeah, okay, we've, you know, his answer was, we've done it all year. It's worked for us. And and we're going to continue to be aggressive. That's true. But in a specific scenario there where you're at the threat of losing the game and you're giving eight minutes back to the other team who's starting to gain some heat and you've talked all three years about trusting the people next to you, you have to trust your defense in that situation. You have to give your team a chance. Otherwise, you're putting it all on you. And if you're putting it all on you, then you have to take accountability in the press conference and say, listen, I messed up on that. We've been aggressive. I thought it was going to work. It was my call. And I shouldn't have done that. I was caught in the heat of the moment. I think if that was said, we would probably have a little bit more of an understanding. But that's not what was said. There was no... like explanation into why we did it a second time so i i don't i don't necessarily call it a fireball offense i mean we did make it to the nfc championship but if we make it to the nfc championship again next year and we run into this same situation we blow a 17 point lead and for a chance to tie the game we don't make the smart decisions then it comes to the point of is this another is this a is this someone that gets caught in their head and is not the, a coach Maybe could be an offensive coordinator, but not the coach that needs to be making the calls in those kind of situations. 
And that, like, that's where I agree with you in that. But I think in the first one, Dan, I'll cut you a break on this one. Um, so, and, and, yeah. and like, and like Brad said, we're not saying we're not here with Dan. We don't stand with Dan where we don't think he should be the coach. I mean, you've done an amazing thing. You went from three and 13 in your first year. You've changed the culture in the, in the locker room completely around. You go on three and three, 13 and one and tied the Steelers. You went nine and eight, took out your rival from being able to make playoffs. Then you go 12 and five, you make playoffs. You take us to the NFC championship should win the Super Bowl. And I think that's what stings the most is because we know we have that win in the bag. But but next year is really going to be like we better be in that same spot again. And we better be in this same spot again for the next couple of years because that decision there is really what puts a big blunder on what was a very successful season. Yeah, I agree. It's going to – until until we make it back to this same spot and until, in my opinion, win – and go to the Super Bowl. This this is going to be talked about for a long, long time, and I I sure hope it's not. I re- I again, we're not. I don't think anybody's calling in this scenario for Dan Campbell to be fired. But I'm. I was just saying the like I said the the meaning behind the whole season. Take that away. Put. Andy Reid in the situation, even Shanahan, if the roles were reversed in the situation, like there's, there'd be a lot of people calling for his head. But again, it is a great season. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rest on that, and you know necessarily take that to the grave. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, it was a great season. They did this and that, which is great." But if that's what you're gonna die by, and and not not be rational about the whole situation i mean it, it's it if that's the stand you're going to take and not uh i'm trying to put it into words and not like at least see that this was a just a inexcusable loss um i hate to say it but that's it's just a loser mentality and that's just how that's how it's been around here for a long time and, and it, it just can't happen like you gotta, you gotta kind of demand more with, with how they exceeded the expectations and how far they did get and how far they should have got. Yeah, I agree. I think my mindset is, I mean, we lost. It is what it is, um, and not in a loser mentality of that. But the bar is raised now. The expectation is raised now. You've made your point. We definitely can go all the way, and now that's the expectation of what what we have in this team. And if we're not doing that for the next couple of years, there's a lot of frustration there. Yeah. Um, I think with the culture too, the obviously the players and I think the the whole staff understand that as well, which is great. They they interviewed Sewell after the game and they're, you know, asking him, you know, you you did all these things in the season, all these accomplishments, the division, blah, blah, blah. And his response was, It doesn't mean shit. Next question. Yeah. So that's to my point. That's what that's what I'm saying. Barnes said the same thing. So listen, yeah. man, we got to finish. We didn't finish. We didn't come out in the second half. We didn't de- get the job done. We have to finish. If we're not finishing games, there's no point in us being here. Yep. 
So I and, like that. I like that. I like the team yeah. is is hungry and fired up because that's not how the loss was supposed to happen. And I will say too, if we got blown out, this would be a totally different discussion. Exactly. But we had the win. Like we we had the win. Yeah, you'd almost it almost be less of a heartbreak if they were to just to get blown out. It, it sucks to say, but just the way it happened. Um, I kind of want to transition out of the actual game. I don't know, Jake, you have anything else on the game that you want to mention? Um, I want to transition to kind of connecting it to, at least for me, why why it just it hurts a little bit more <laughs> putting the game aside. Jake, I have one more thing else? on the game after Jake. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, w- I was going to touch on the fireable offense. I agree with you 100%. And just like you said, I'm not saying we need to fire Dan Campbell right now. I'm not saying anything like that. But I think uh, the idea that you said and you hit the nail on the head is the loser mentality. I agree with that 100% because it's not like we're a dynasty team. We're not a legacy team where we've been in in and out of the playoffs the last couple of years and we've won a Super Bowl and, you know, we're rebuilding. And just that, that mindset needs to go away because, yes, it was an accomplishment to even make it where we were. But for our reputation, our division's also getting stronger. We're going to lose some coaching staff. Um, there's no guarantee that we'll ever get this opportunity. Like everyone keeps saying, oh, you know, next couple of years we'll keep getting there. There's no guarantee. Anything can happen in football. So that's why I feel mm-hmm. as strongly as I do right now. And maybe my judgment's a little clouded because we're just coming fresh off the loss and it's so frustrating and we've waited so long for this. I disagree a little bit with, uh, oh, we'll get another chance and all that. The fireable offense, I agree with 100%. Don't fire them. But, I mean, this is complete and utter bullshit. This whole mentality of we'll get another opportunity. No, nothing's guaranteed. I don't care what team you are. But especially for the Detroit Lions, who have been known to probably be the worst franchise in NFL history. What I mean, I just, I don't get it. I think it's absolutely stupid. And I think the loser mentality needs to go away. Yeah, that well, that's kind of where I wanted to get to as well. Um, I, and he, I, even Dan, even Dan Campbell said that uh, he was, you know, he said, you know, you don't know when you'll be back in a situation. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll touch on that in a minute. Max, go ahead. Oh, uh, I I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate on us too, but I will say, all bias aside, in my honest opinion, and this is with one, you know, three quarters of my body on the Lions, one quarter in Pittsburgh. I will say that was probably the greatest NFC Championship game that we have seen in our lifetime. If you play it out, even if you say, okay, the field goals were made, the what-ifs, I mean, the fluke interception, that's a whole different thing. But you play it out how it is. Football's a game of mistakes and capitalizing on those. They missed their field goal in the first quarter. If we hit the field goal instead of going for fourth down on the first time and we hit the field goal on the second time, we're going 37-37 going into overtime. You can't frame that up any better. I mean, that was that was like the Michigan playoff game against Alabama. It's just a great game that was played. It sucks that we're on the side that, that gave up 17 points in the third quarter. But honestly, I, I feel like that was one of the best games to watch. If you're, if you're a fan that has no stake in the game, that was that was that was a great game, um, and even for it to end thirty one thirty four, although we didn't win, I felt like still, as far as just 
from a fan appreciation standpoint, solid, solid game. Devil's advocate that I'll play is there are 32 teams in the NFL. For anybody, there's not really a guarantee that you're making it in there. You have a guy that comes in, takes an entire losing team, think of like Chicago Cubs, the lovable losers, flips that around. Who are you going to bring in that's not that's going to take over his spot? It, like we say loser mentality, like, yes, we lost and that sucks and there's no guarantee you're going to make it back. But we can't also have the loser mentality of we fucked up and all situations aside of of a drought, this guy didn't get us to the Super Bowl. So he, that's because of his mistake on the fourth down play that we're going to fire him. Who are you going to bring in that's going to get you to where you need to be? I mean, the guy has done a lot of great things. There's no one else out there that you're going to pull in and try and make that same impact. I, I yeah. don't think it's a fireable offense in, in a high-stakes coaching environment of having to be able to make these plays. There's so much that goes into it logistically from the offseason all the way out to the Super Bowl. You can't you can't make it on the one. It's a, it's a terrible play call. It's a mistake. We're all humans and make those kind of mistakes, but I don't think it's a fireable offense in that instance. And I feel part of the the, the argument that we're making in the loser mentality is, we fucking got there, though. We got to the NFC Championship. Obviously, we're hungry for a Super Bowl, and that's huge. And the, and the culture, the team, the city, the state, the whole country is behind in that. But, like, we also have to recognize the wins that we have in that. We're actually playing in the playoffs. We're actually playing in divisions. We're actually playing in the NFC Championship. We have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's no guarantee that we're going to make it there next year. But we can't hang our head and say, well, we should have fucking been there. If all things aside, we have to fire, we would fire him and bring someone else in. The guy has made amazing play calls throughout the entire year and playoffs. He got five all-time pro players coming in. We're signing people now because people actually want to come play in Detroit. We used to be a team that was, uh, if I'm getting drafted by the Lions, I'm not going to play. He's done yeah. a lot of great things. And part of that loser mentality is we also have to remember, like, we still have momentum here. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think we disagree with you. I think we're all we're all, you know, on the same page uh, for the most part. Um, what I what I've kind of meant by that was these people that they're only like they they don't want to look at what happened last night and and, you know, be realistic they want to just be like they want to just rest on oh it was a great season they did this they did that and they're like you know like that's the only thing that they're that they're you know they're going with and on top of that like i was looking at there's a clip today from uh woodward sports one of the guys was th this is kind of going to the point too he was like you know i'm i'm with dan campbell he, uh, he, he was aggressive all year this is what got us here like i'm with him like Anybody who's not on board with that, you know, it's that's ridiculous. And that's what I'm, like that that set me off too and it's like we're not like disagreeing with, any, with with what he's done and how he how he did it, but what we're saying is if you're if if you're going to die on that hill and just be 100% on board with with you could be 100% you can be 100% on board with what he's done to get us there and everything like that. But if you can't you, you can't have a conversation or agree with some of the points that we made as far as the coaching decisions in last night's game and 
how they could have been a little bit different and maybe been a little more conservative given the situation. Uh, I, that that quote unquote loser mentality is what 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 sets me off. Like it's yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. I think there's a large. I think there's a a good percentage that's on both ends of the spectrum. So there's some that are like, well, hey, at least we got there, kind of thing. Like, hey, at least yeah. we participated. And I, I'm with you on that. Like, we got to change that that mindset. But I do think there's a large percentage of people that are saying, hey, we at least got there. We did what we need to do. We know we should have won that. It's what's going to happen now for the next year to yep. get us back to that point, especially because. Like we're talking about here today is we're not going to have Ben Johnson. We're not going to have some of these guys coming back. See a CJ. Yeah. Jesus. We need to find another freaking corner that can play in a four safety set on defense because Cam Sutton's not getting it done or change it up where you're going to have a safety float more over on that side because in, in Pittsburgh, and I, I hate it because I'm I'm so pissed off at Cam Sutton because he's just getting beat all day, every day. Cooked. Cooked. But I think about I, I was watching some film too, and I was like, and not trying to be just this only positive person, but I was looking at some of the film. He plays better when you have a safety that floats over the top so he can be aggressive in the short and mid game. And that's killing him right now. He's getting facing he's facing the wrong way on out routes. Like we're getting cooked by number two receivers which shouldn't be happening so find somebody that's a qb1 that prefers the one-on-one matchups like a joey porter jr or something like that or move like melifanwu to shade over on that side instead of running a four safety set i mean in a positive side for next year like i'm excited about steven gilmore coming in as a rookie for the for the cornerback spot because i think he would be better in the kind of defensive scheme that we run than what Cam Sutton's doing because he's just getting dominated and it needs to stop. I'm just going to say one more thing. I agree with being positive and I want to touch on what Brad said because people will misconstrue a loser mentality. The way I look at it is people need to get get over the mentality of, you know, we got there, we participated, look where we came from and get into the mentality of look at the opportunity that we have or at that point that we had. That's the only argument I'm going to make. That's the same mindset that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had. It wasn't about, look what we just did. It's look what's in front of us and look what we can do here. What's the right play? Same thing, Kobe Bryant in the NBA. It's not over yet. It's not finished. We won four, three games in a row. It's still not finished. That's yeah, the I mean, only I'm mindset that I wish Detroit would adopt. And that goes for all sports. It's not just Detroit. But especially when it comes to the Lions, yes, we did a lot of great things this season. But just shut up. Not you, Max. I'm just saying stop like, stop overlooking the fact that we need to regroup and make sure we assess the opportunity that's in front of us instead of just looking at, oh, look what we did so far. Because yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably and not. I'm not and I'm not, dire- I'm not directing that towards you because I do <laughs> no, agree I with a lot of what you said. I'm just saying in general, that's a winner's mentality. That's where legacy teams are formed. It's where dynasties are formed. That The Patriots... The 49ers, I mean, teams like that that have these legacy wins, that's the mindset that they had. And I think Detroit has that opportunity. They had that opportunity this season. It's over with. It's in the past at this point. But I just wish people would adopt that mentality. And I hope, I hope we get another opportunity there. 
odds are in our favor, but it's going to be tough. But people need to adopt that mentality, including Dan Campbell and the rest of the organization. In my, well, yeah, in my honest bright, opinion. The, yeah, you just said it. I mean, the, I think the bright side is the the players understand that and the coaches and Sheila and everybody. And, you know, he has created a culture and that's something to say. And I, I think they on that side of it, they get it. But I think there's some people that are, you know, that had that, you know, like you said, you know, we did it. We got there. We did this, that and the other. But I think I think that we're in a good spot and it's it's all new. It's all still fresh. It's Monday night now. Obviously, it just happened. So some of this stuff is probably a little off the wall. But looking you know, down the road, I think there's, there's definitely something there. There for sure is something there with, with this regime. And, um, yeah, uh, tra- kind of transitioning to, you know, what comes next is where I wanted to go. And, you know, the, you have all these different things. And, and like, I mean, it's so, it's, it's so hard to win in the NFL in any professional organization or professional league. And kind of transitioning, it's like, okay, next year there's there's multiple different th- things you got to look at. You're going to have to pay golf. St. Brown's going to need some money. Sewell, you know, handful of other guys that you're going to want to keep around. Hopefully you can get, get them. If they can take a little bit of a hometown discount, that would be great. And that's one thing you got to worry about. You know, obviously you got the draft. Hopefully they fork up some cash fork over some cash for free agents they can bring in to help out. But then you look ahead like this, this past year, the division was down. We were by far the best team in the, in the North NFC North, but you look ahead, Minnesota They're, in my opinion, I think they're going to, they're going to bring back Kirk cousins. He's, yep. he's a great quarterback. They did really, they've had great seasons with him. Um, Green Bay made the playoffs, really young team, great organization. Obviously they're supposed to be down probably a few years, but I mean, they, they made the playoffs and they, they looked really good. They won a game. Dude, Jordan Um, loves looking good. This was our gear. That's what I'm saying. And now, and then you look Chicago, I'm not so sure they're going to, bail on Justin Fields. I think he's going to stick around and you know, historically he's cooked the Lions. So you look at the rest of the division going into next year, it's not going to be an no cakewalk. And that's that's part of it. You factor in that, you know, you got to pay guys, you got to go through free agency. You look at the, you look at how tough the division is going to be. And on top of that, this what's what kind of scares us the most. And I think Andy mentioned this in the in the chat earlier. Like one, we've never been here before, and we had a hell of a shot to make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And you don't know if you're going to be back there. It's tough to win, like I said. And two, um, fuck, I just drew a blank. Um, yeah, it's. What the fuck did he say? It's it's tough to get there, and yeah, you just you just 
you don't know when you'll be back, basically. So, like it's an uphill uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, like I just keep looking at, like the example that I that I keep looking at is the 2006 Tigers, right? Horrible oh, for years before that, bringing all these all these guys have a hell of a year, make it to, <laughs> look like a team of destiny, right? Made it to the World Series, swept the A's in the ALCS. Maglio walk-off still probably one of the top moments ever so far for us besides the, the Stanley Cups and whatnot. The walk-off homer to beat the A's. And then six years later, now they're back in the World Series, 2012. And I just – I hope to God that's not what happens with the Lions, but it's just like – like I said, never been here before. It's hard to get back. And that is what I, I just keep looking at those, you know, 06 Tigers, 23 Lions. So I hope – I don't think that will be the case, but you just never know. And that's 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 the hardest part. They got some work to do. They got to get some help for Aiden Hutchinson. No tackles. No sacks. Need some help in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They sure do. I keep thinking back to the uh, the scene at the end of Willy Wonka, too. There's so many things that was just running through my head when uh, <laughs> Charlie's supposed to get uh, the chocolate factory at the end, and they're in uh, Willy Wonka's office, and he goes, it's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. It's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm but just Unfortunately, nerdy. the Lions uh, story didn't end up like Charlie actually getting the chocolate factory. It was more of uh, an Augustus, Augustus Gloop uh, type situation <laughs> oh, where he gets have, have greedy with the chocolate river, gets sucked up into the, the tube. That fat prick. Couldn't stop eating. No, all right. Yeah, so. I'm not going to be Johnny negative anymore. But Max, all I will say is I want people to adopt the mindset of the now, not what we did or anything else like that. Not we're rebuilding. Not it's going to take a couple years. Now opportunities here. Now quit fucking around. It's ta- it's been a oh, yeah. rebuild for thirty plus years. That's the only not mindset me. I wish was taken on that on that on that play. Now I'm with you. That's what I think everyone needs to adopt in Detroit. And I'm not saying people don't have that mindset, but I just think we need to get over the, you know, it's okay. You know, no, we got it. It's no, it's now. What do we have to do now? What's here now? I'm probably not the right person to play the other side because I'm already in the solution mentality. What do we need (laughs) to do now to get back to where we were just at? Like, I think, 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 think. Whoa. Do you hear that? Is he repeating himself or is it the thing? No, I think it glitched out. Max, can you hear us? Max, can you hear us? Oh, my God. What the hell happened? Oh, that was about to be good. You have to put this in the pod. That was crazy. That was, I thought he was repeating himself. I thought, I he, thought was, he was at first too. Think, think, I thought, think, think, think <laughs> yeah. out the situation. I was like, all right, all right, uh, okay, okay, I got it. That was wild. Oh my god. 
Max glitched hard. He kept holy shit. He, he, he was saying like I think and just I think I think I think I think I think. <laughs> you gotta keep that in. Don't edit that out. <laughs> I don't know if it'll catch that. Honestly, I don't Dude, know. That was crazy. I really did think he was going. All right, we gotta think, 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 think. And then it just <laughs> yeah. kept going. All right, Max. All right, cook. Let him cook. <laughs> Let me stop this real quick. where we think 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 and i thought you were like i was yeah. like all right all right let him go let him cook come let on cook. Come and on, then it was like think 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 yeah <laughs> come on come i was on. wondering why my thing was like so choppy just like basically the same tone I, what i was saying yeah. was i agree with you guys i'm probably not the person to play devil's advocate because we're all the same mindset i think we just need to get to the point where what are we going to do now like the draft is in our backyard. Let's start making the right moves and get some help in because we need to get back to where we were yesterday. Yeah, I agree. Win. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, only as time goes on, it'll hopefully hurt less and less, but it's just going to take some time, obviously. And unfortunately, once they make it back and get to the Super Bowl and, and, and win, hopefully win, will win, then – um we can shed this one because we can't do another. Uh, I don't even want to say it, but we don't. We can't do another curse of uh, Bobby Lane. That would be just devastating. Yeah. But yeah, I might start. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to watch any Lions next year. I'm going to take it that far. Hey, that's, um, that's now that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> In a positive note, shout yeah, out yeah. Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown for winning the card dinks. Cart drinks crew a lot of money. One one of the cart drinks crew. Yeah, you didn't tell me the bets. Well, I'm glad you didn't take them because they didn't <laughs> hit. But we had a chance to win like sixteen hundred bucks. So I'm I'm hurting a little bit. I'm a little frustrated. But hey, you've won like ten of your last fifteen bets. We want to hear it. Yeah. Well, this one was supposed to be solid. I even doubled down. When they were down. Well, maybe you can uh, recoup some of that money with the PGA season. Now we, uh, now it's kind of all we get to focus on. Uh, besides, fingers crossed, Red Wings can uh, make a run here. They're in the wild card chase. They're in the wild card right now. Hell yeah! And then, um, yeah, baseball season coming up too. So just talking to Brandon today. We were just saying, like, just somebody just please do something to make this suck less. And hopefully that can be the Wings making a run in the playoffs as well. But almost forgot, did you, did you have a minute prepared or do you want to just... No, I did not have a minute prepared because I have been sulking a little bit. But uh, that's fair. The only thing I'll say is big win Saturday on the wings uh, actually Thursday and Saturday back-to-back -back wins 49th win and uh, are in the wild card push so let's just keep it going didn't they shut out Vegas no we won 5-2 but they shut out uh, Calgary oh okay I knew there was a shutout in there somewhere yeah Alex Lyons looking good and they got a chance uh, to shut out Ottawa and 
who it Kuso uh went mm-hmm. went twenty five for twenty five with a shutout in his conditioning game in Grand Rapids. So nice. the team is starting to look better than that slump. It's all gonna come down to what happens after the All Star break because just like the Lions, that third quarter push mm-hmm. is really what kills them. Got to get hot at the right time. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Um, talk about uh, being hot. Matthew Pavone. Anybody? Ring a bell? Probably not. Probably you not. think he's good looking? <laughs> no. No, but seriously. Farmers Insurance opened this past weekend. Wrapped up, was it Saturday this year? Uh, this time around? The, yes, sir. We have a first ever Frenchman to win on the PGA Tour. We'll get... Uh, rolling into the golf talk on the golf podcast for once. But, yeah, it was, it was his 11th start on the PGA Tour and his first PGA win. So no one saw this coming, I'll tell you that. I don't even know who the guy was until yesterday. Is it true? He's a rookie, isn't he? See, I don't even know. He just got his tour card. He's only he's 31. I thought it said okay. he was a rookie. I might be wrong. Um but no, I mean he uh, he won it thirteen under. Walked yeah, walked, he, uh, walked out of there with one point six two million. It's not too bad. Nice. The uh, I know he posted on the story, but the the French broadcast when he made the last putt was just electric. It was it was fantastic. We 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 we. I don't know why the international broadcasts are honestly way more electric than anything that the u.s produces like joe buck and jim nance natalie watched the lions and uh, i know joe buck doesn't commentate pga but go ahead she watched a latino broadcast and she said she actually really enjoyed it because it was like really exciting (laughs) yeah they get fired up man It's, it's awesome i love it i wish i knew what they were saying i'll watch it with my dad um yeah, I don't have too much more on the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, I think the live kicked off this past weekend, but unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to look that up. Um, no, I think it's this weekend. They're playing in Mexico. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's yeah because it's February. You're right. Yeah, first weekend in Mexico. Um, same weekend as the the pro am. Yeah, speaking of the live, Max, you uh, notified us of another. Uh, Another guy fallen to the live tour. Yeah. Want to touch on that, or we'll pass it to the live correspondent. Good call. Good call. Live correspondent Jake. Uh, how how are things going uh, with the live? Future looks bright, my friends. Uh, breaking news: Obviously, Tyrell Hatton has just signed with Live. He will be joining John Rahm's team, and actually be playing in their first tournament this weekend in Mexico. He signed on with Live. For $63.5 million just to play on I mean, you can't blame him. Can't blame chump, him. Chump change. For him? Yeah, it probably is. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, <laughs> 63.5, a little extra, though. No, for us. For us. We oh, make about okay. 700 mil on the podcast. So, Thank you to all our fans overseas and people buying Liquid IV. Yeah, um, a German fan. Shout out Germany. You're going to put our kids through college. So we appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, it's a big signing. I mean, he's 
he's one of the, I mean, he's not top in my opinion, but he's one of the more prevalent players on the PGA Tour. Consistently finds his way into the pack. Um, I mean, I know we're going to see even bigger names continue to go, but yeah, $63.5 million is not a bad reason to sign a piece of paper to go play a couple of rounds of golf a year and be able to wear shorts whenever you want. What would you say uh, in this situation, Jake? Bag alert, major bag <laughs> alert. Bag alert, major bag alert. <laughs> you kidding me? I would have signed that. I would have signed that in a heartbeat. And he's on John Rahm's team. Yeah, no they're, kidding. They're both kind of head cases too. Hatting a, a little more than Rahm, but yeah. I want to see a Bob Barker, uh, Happy Gilmore fight between Rahm and uh, Hatton. That's what I really want to see. See, I think I give it to Rom just because he's built like a tree trunk. But oh yeah, that guy's massive. Yeah, but I feel like Hatton probably have like a small man's complex and go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I like he's got that squinty face too, so you know he's like, oh, come on, like really pissed. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, I think you're gonna fight UFC. What? What's the next one? Like 300 or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. John Rahm, Jay Monahan, Greg Norman. Already in talks with Dana White. Dan Campbell versus City of Detroit fans. Um, oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I know we said it's we were enough. done. I thought we're, I'd throw yeah, that we're one done. in there. We're done. Easter egg. Well, back to the PGA. Last uh, thing. We'll wrap it up. Uh, this week, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. It is one of the new signature events on the PGA Tour. And as it states in the name, it's going to be at Pebble Beach this year. A few changes going on. I know they kind of toned it back as far as the celebrities that are involved in the tournament. So there actually aren't any celebrities. I'm trying to pull up this article again, but it's not letting me view it for some reason. But I think the only uh, like outsiders or I guess amateurs you would call them they're all uh, like pro, uh, ex-pro athletes. Let me see if I can find who is in here. It's going to consist of Tom Brady, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Paul Gasol, Larry Fitzgerald, and Buster Posey. Wow. So, shout out Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's going to be interesting, Alex Smith and Tom Brady there together, because remember Alex Smith was talking shit about Tom Brady. He said he only reason he did so good is because his division was really easy. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't remember that. When was that? That was only, that was like a month ago. Oh, really? Alex Smith was talking shit about Tom Brady, saying that he's not as good as everyone thought he was. He just got lucky he had a good division and a good team around him, or an easy division and a good team around him. That's out of pocket. Um, but other than that, it is a stacked, kind of as a, well as stacked as it can get for the PGA these days. Uh, the actual field, Rory's in it, Scotty, Victor Hovland, Shoffley. I mean, all the big names, Spieth, Homa, Cantley, Morikawa, list goes on. JT, Matty Fitz, Fleetwood, Fino. Uh, yeah, Tom Kim. Tom Kim's back. So we're gonna keep up with the Kims on this one. I think there's, I think there's three Kims in the field this this week, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. So, a lot, a lot of Kims coming at you this weekend. But um, 
what uh who's taking the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am this year? All right, uh, that's gonna be it for car drinks. I think you had to go with one of the Kims. No, dare you take Tom Kim? Yeah. So keep in mind, waste management is two weeks from now, and that's when we officially start our pick and pool. Heck yeah! We're gonna have to discuss that as far as. I think we should we should put a little skin in the game here. I don't know if we want to put money down or or beers or or something. We got to figure out some because um, when I win again, I'm gonna want my prize. So you guys, like stew over that and um, yeah, just let me know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we gotta, Jake. We gotta be stronger here coming into this. I started off hot last year, and then I fell apart, and you guys ran away with it. Well, if Jake wins, he'll get a he'll get a year supply of just for men. Uh, get some hair back, maybe color it up a little bit. Uh, Max, no, if you win, plan. I don't want to do that. No, we can't afford that right now. <laughs> um, Max, if you win, let's see. A new, a new pair of golf shoes, maybe some Skechers, so it's a little bit easier for you to walk. Some more, what do they call it, orthotics? Some Hakas. Yeah, so. Custom Haka golf shoes. So it's perfect for you. And then, um, see, what do, what, what do I get? Uh, probably buy me the new, uh, new TaylorMade driver or something. We'll have to work it out. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a really fair playing field. <laughs> I mean, I get just for men and brag, it's a brand new driver. <laughs> we'll get you a I mean, year I'm looking forward to playing heads. for this. <laughs> say just for hymns? <laughs> I no, said we'll I said get just a supply men. subscription for hymns as well. Oh, perfect. What, perfect. Seattle is? No, you can. <laughs> it's like over the counter now, I think. We're good there. Shout out to Alice. If you want to sponsor us, we'll definitely plug you guys. Jeez. All right, who's winning uh, Pebble Beach? Scotty Shuffler. wrap this up. Calling it right now, Scotty Shuffler. All right, Jake's picking his own twin, Scotty Shuffler. I'm going to go Kim's. I'm going to take Tommy. All right, Tom Kim had a horrible time when I picked him, but hopefully he turns it around for you. And, um, oh, man, I'm going to go Xander for the Pebble Beach. Oh, okay. I'm going to take Xander. Because why not? So it's Scotty as of right now, plus 775. And then Xander's plus 1500. And rounding out our picks, Max taking Tom Kim at plus 5500. So good luck to you, my friend. Hey, he's going to come out of nowhere. He could. You never know. You never know. Um, yeah, the other Kim is third to last in odds at 400,000 SH Kim. So you might have picked the better one. I'm riding it. It's happening. I'm trying to find who the other Kim is. If it's on this list, there might just be two. Yeah. Uh, notable participant this week slash weekend, Nick Dunlop who won, what was the tournament he won? 
drawing a blank. Oh shoot! Two tournaments ago, I have it written down somewhere. It was uh, in the Shriners, was it? American Express. American Express. So the amateur is back. Um, any closing remarks that we want to leave everybody with before we shut it down? No. I'm going to take no, that I, as a no. I did almost get violent there for a minute, but I held my composure during the Lions talk, but I thought we did a good job. Well, I mean, it's still early. It's a lot of more or less maybe overreaction, maybe maybe not. Who knows? We'll let you be the judge. If you want to send us a uh, a comment or anything, Instagram DMs are always open. We also have the contact form on our website, cartrinks.com. And when you fill that out, it'll send us an email. Uh, I did. We have received a few messages from Dennis, but we haven't read them yet. So we'll have to get to those. But yeah, we're getting some movement on that. So if you want to, what do they say, drop us a line and uh, reach out, feel free. We'd love to uh, cover a topic or uh, talk about a take that you might have. Yeah, hit us on the landline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, call your bank, get your bank balance. And um, yeah, if we don't pick up, you'll get the answering machine. We'll all record a, a jingle together like in the old days. This is Brad. <laughs> Hey, this is Jake. Hey, this is Bax. And you reach card tricks. Leave a message after the beep. We'll get back to you. Thanks. <laughs> that was pretty good. One take. One take. That's all it took. Now we got to add a song in there where we say something at the end. You're the cream of my coffee. <laughs> You're the cream. <laughs> no, it'd have to be like well, boat drinks, I think. Leave a message. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Well... Again, we're not calling for Dan Campbell to be fired by any means. There was a lot of uh, preface with that, I guess you could say. So we're still on board. We're still with the Lions. Love it. We love what the team did this year, as you should too. But expectations have been raised. And a lot of work to do, but we'll be back. Confident we'll be back. We'll, we will also be back next week for another episode. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye bye.